Good morning and welcome to Sunday Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Today is the fifth Sunday of Lent. The celebrant for this Mass is the Archbishop of New York, Timothy Cardinal Dolan. You can download the worship program for this Mass on your smartphone or other device at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. As we begin this liturgy, we invite you to rise and to join in singing our entrance hymn, number 625 in the St. Michael hymnal located in the pews, number 625, Lord, who throughout these 40 days.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, peace be with you. Welcome, welcome everybody to Sunday Mass here at America's Parish Church, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Our prayers become more and more intense as we get closer to Holy Week and Easter with next Sunday being Palm Sunday already. It's particularly appropriate that as we would prepare for the uh, annual celebration of our Lord's passion and death, that we'd be conscious of those who are suffering. Next week, we'll, we'll observe the death of Jesus Himself, but the mystical body of Christ, His church, continues to suffer persecution. And uh, that's why I'm glad, not glad, but I'm kind of it's so fitting that we would remember the persecuted church throughout the world. We have the icon of Mary, the mother of persecuted Christians. We have representatives of a splendid organization, Aid to the Church in Need, Aid to the Church in Need, which is at the forefront of defending and helping Christians. We remember especially those in Nigeria. Father here is from Ando, and your bishop, a great one, who used to be a priest here and who's coming. I was on the phone the other day with him for the suffering there in uh, the archdiocese. So we hold up the sufferings of God's people and unite them with Jesus on the cross as we begin this holy sacrifice of the Mass by calling to mind our sins and asking for the mercy that flowed with His blood from the cross of Calvary. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us all to life everlasting. By your help, we beseech you, Lord our God, may we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them and bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and have you rise from them, O my people, I will put my spirit in you that you may live, and I will settle you upon your land. Thus you shall know that I am the Lord. I have promised, and I will do it, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
there is mercy and fullness of redemption. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, why hear my voice? Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the spirit. If only the spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. In the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead, if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit dwelling in you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, shall never die. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, in all endless glory. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. The sisters of Lazarus sent word to Jesus saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, this illness is not the end. In not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the mm. Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. He became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. 
So many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen what he had done began oh. to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. With uh, Palm Sunday and Holy Week on the horizon, how fitting this fifth Sunday of Lent that we would hear the dramatic episode of Jesus raising his friend Lazarus from the dead. Boy, I could make hundreds and hundreds of points for our spiritual welfare about this miracle of Jesus raising his friend Lazarus from the dead. You'll be happy to know I'm going to limit it to two points, okay? Two points. And the first is the most obvious. Jesus, Jesus, great teacher that he is, is teaching us about his gift of everlasting life. In other words, Jesus is saying, what I've just done for Lazarus, I want to do for every one of you who believe in me, raise them from the dead, the gift of everlasting life. Um, not long ago, I was uh, visiting a wonderful woman on hospice. And uh, as I left, the hospice worker, and I admire them so much, uh, accompanied me to the car. And she said, Cardinal Dolan, you know, I don't have any faith. And this hospice worker said, I don't mean I don't have any faith. I don't belong to any religion. but..." I kind of feel the need to because in this work of being with dying people all the time, it's kind of tough to go on and persevere if I don't have faith. And she said, how do I become a Catholic? Wow. Boy, that's a question priests always love to hear. She said, how do I become a Catholic? And I said, I'm thrilled to hear that and I'll help you. I said, tell me what attracts you to the Catholic faith. She said, well, um, <coughs> she said two things that I see all the time in my work. She said, first of all, when I'm tending to a Catholic patient who's dying, almost always, she admitted, she said, sometimes there's exceptions, but almost always I find them very serene, very peaceful. They're not afraid to die. She said, sometimes when I'm with people without faith, they're haunted, they're scared, they're panicky. They don't want to let go. But she said, when I'm with people who have faith, especially, she said, I've noticed in Catholics, there's a, there's a peacefulness there. There's a sense of resignation. And she said, number two, what strikes me is she said, the family surrounding their mom or their dad or their grandma or grandpa is kind of happy at death. Oh, she said, they're sad, they're sobbing. But she said, they're also laughing. 
They're swapping stories. They're remembering things about mom or dad. They're grateful. They're happy. They're laughing. They're joyful, even in the midst of admitted sorrow. And she said, "These two, whatever they got, I want. And it's true, isn't it? I know not long ago I was, when I was with another woman, the woman had, because uh, I said to her, are, are you scared? And she said, scared? No. She said, this is why I was born. I'm ready. I'm not afraid. She said, I have had a great life, but the best is yet to come. She said, I've had a great life, but that's only antipasto. She was obviously Italian, right? You know the, uh, you know the comedian Stephen Colbert? He relates the story that a turning point in his life, he was eight years old. He had just received his first Holy Communion. And his father, who was a physician, whom he loved very, very much, uh, was killed in an automobile accident. And he sunk into deep sorrow. And he said when they were riding to the cemetery in the limousine, he said, now Stephen Colbert takes his tells us he's a practicing Catholic. He said, when I, was, when I was riding to the cemetery with my family, he was the youngest of, I think, nine children, I was furious because they were laughing. They were smiling. They were telling stories about dad. And he said, I'm at the depths. I can't figure this out. And he said, I said to myself, they act as if he was not dead until it dawned on him, he's really not. That's what our faith tells us. You and I, my brothers and sisters, believe that when God gives life, he wants it to go on forever. What would I ever do without my faith? I always hear people say that at wakes or at funerals. What would I ever do without my faith? And today we see the origin of that faith in the revelation of Jesus, that he is the resurrection of the life. Whoever believes in him will not die. Jesus wants to do for us what he did for Lazarus. That's point number one. And here's point number two. Did you notice there's two words there? Uh, when Lazarus, when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead and he kind of comes out of the tomb very slowly because he's tied up. He's in the shroud. He's wrapped in the shroud. And Jesus says two words, untie him. Untie him. He's alive now. He's not dead. One time a gentleman came to see me who had, uh, thanks be to God, recovered from terrible, terrible addiction and I had done my best to accompany him during his recovery. And he came to see me, <coughs> and he, he said he wanted to go to confession. Excellent. And he said, could we start with a reading from the Bible? I said, of course we can. We're supposed to. And I said, do you have one in mind? He said, yeah. Would you do Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead? I said, sure. And so we did the gospel. You and I just heard at Mass. And I said, why do you like that? Because he said those words of Jesus, untie him. He said, you know, there's more ways to be dead than the act of physically dying. He said, I was in bondage. I was tied up. 
through my addiction. And through my recovery with the grace and mercy of God, Jesus said to me as he did to Lazarus, untie him. Ah, Jesus doesn't just wait until we die to give us the gift of life. He wants to restore life as we're going through this one because very often we are in the bondage of death. How often do we say, brothers and sisters, I just feel spiritually dead. Ah, we feel in the bonds of sin, our apathy, our lethargy, our discouragement, our frustration. And Jesus looks at us and sees those bonds and he says, untie him, untie her. I'll never forget a, uh, when I was uh, in Milwaukee and we had the catechumens, you know who they are. They enter the faith through baptism, confirmation and first Holy Communion at the Easter Vigil. We're getting ready to welcome thousands throughout the archdiocese in just uh, two weeks from last night. Anyway. This one, that we had a group of them at the cathedral, and of course I had the Holy Saturday liturgy, and I got, I, I got to know the 12 or so catechumens who were being baptized. I was particularly close to one who again had just gone through a serious addiction of gambling, gambling. He had lost his wife and family because he has lost his job, lost his savings, lost everything because of his gambling addiction. And um, part of his recovery was, guess what, faith and prayer and trust. And so he wanted to become a Catholic. His wife was, and his wife had helped him kind of stood through the recovery with him. And so, um, but he was always talking about and kind of teasing about the addiction that he had to gambling. So in uh, Milwaukee Cathedral, they had the, you've seen some of the big baptismal fonts where you actually go down into it. It's a little pool, like it used to be in the early church. And so I baptized him. He was the last one and I baptized him. And as he lifted up his head and they toweled him off, he gave me a wink and he looked down in the baptismal pool of water and there he had dropped a poker chip. <laughs> there was a poker chip floating in the baptismal pool which he had intentionally dropped to say, that part of me is dead. I'm out of bondage. I've been untied from that addiction. My brothers and sisters, God is in the business of giving life. He gives it at conception. He renews it frequently during our earthly journey and he bestows it upon believers at the moment of our earthly death. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. 
For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who is spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our Shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, for all bishops, priests, deacons, religious, and those who guide us in faith, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs> for peace among nations, for those suffering the effects of war, especially in the Ukraine, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those preparing to be baptized this Easter, that they may soon realize the wonders of new life in God, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Christians undergoing persecution for their faith, that the Lord grant them perseverance and hope as they share the cross of Jesus, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For aid to the church in need, for all who support and advocate for Christians undergoing persecution for their faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask the powerful intercession of Mary, the mother of Jesus, at the foot of the cross, whom we vener venerate as Our Lady of Persecuted Christians. The intercession of St. Joseph during this month dedicated to him, St. Patrick, our patron, and St. Asco Romero on his feast day, as we make these and all of our prayers through Christ our Lord. <laughs>
Pray now that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. Hear us, Almighty God, and having stilled within your servants the teachings of the Christian faith, graciously purify them by the working of this holy sacrifice through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Heavenly Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as true man, he wept for Lazarus' friend. And as eternal God, he raised him from the tomb. Just as, taking pity upon us, he leads us by sacred mysteries to new life. Through him, the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim. of all holiness make holy therefore these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ at the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take this all of you and eat of it this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. And once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith.
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Timothy, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Propitius pacem in diebus nostris, ud ope misericordiae tuae adiuti, et apacatus simus semper libre, et ab omni perturbationes securi expectantes beatum spam et adventum salvatoris nostri Jesu Christi. Qui Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other a sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us to life.
Let us pray. We pray, Almighty God, that we may be always counted among the members of the body of Christ, in whose body and blood we have Holy Communion, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Thank you, aid to the church in need, for your leadership in the defense of our persecuted Christians around the world. There's, my Lord, the list of countries is of litany proportions, but we're holding up today our beloved Nigeria, Father. And uh, would you bring our love and solidarity back home as we gaze upon the icon of our mother of persecuted Christians as she held the bleeding body of her son 
in Calvary at the foot of the cross. She holds the church in Nigeria. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of our sorrowful Mother Mary at the foot of the cross, Our Lady of Persecuted Christians, of St. Joseph, the protector of the Church Universal, of St. Patrick, the patron of Nigeria, not only of this archdiocese, but of Nigeria, and St. Oscar Romero, another martyr for the faith. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing our recessional hymn, number 526 in the hymnal, number 526, 40 Days and 40 Nights. Yeah. <laughs> 